Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I have another returning guest, Chris Locurto. He is here to talk about understanding personality profiles. Something interesting. I mean, how the heck do we work together if we don't understand how we need to send and receive information ourselves as well as with others? It's pretty much a key factor and one that honestly, for myself, is huge. And Chris knows this stuff inside and out. I've even had the privilege of seeing him speak live on this subject before. And trust me, it's awesome. So let's get right into the conversation with Chris. But first, I want to let you know that Chris and his team have offered to give a free DISC personality test to one lucky listener of this show. All you need to do is listen to the episode and then go to the show notes for the episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 51. Leave a comment on what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. And then there's an embedded tweet there in the show notes and just retweet it. Do those two things. Leave a comment on your biggest takeaway and retweet that tweet. And I'll pick one lucky winner at random after the show's been out for a week. Well, this week, it is my privilege to once again get to talk with Chris Licurdo. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Man, it's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Now, you have just been taken off. And <laughs> you've had, I mean, just speed-wise, you've, what, what was it, second place with your... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just had, uh, I, I raced formula cars for a hobby, uh, not Formula One, uh, <laughs> minor, minor, considerably less expensive... Uh, but I had the championships. My very first championships were uh, last weekend. And praise God, I pulled out second place. So I'm pretty happy with that. That's awesome. Loving yeah. it. I saw all the pictures. I was rooting you on from, you know, my side of the keyboard and screen. But still. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, and you've been taken off. Like, your your podcast is back. And loving both formats, the short Coffee with Chris and then the longer formats. And you... 
like this show, have been at the top of the business section, which is yeah, awesome. It's It's been amazing. I did not realize – you know, it, it, it had been a while since I, I had done the podcast. And so people every single day were like, when are you going to bring it back? When are you going to bring it back? And uh, I didn't want to just put it out there and it be halfway done. I wanted to get something out there that I loved, people loved, all that stuff. So when I launched the very first one, bam, I mean, just right straight to, to number one. And I thought, oh, that's that's pretty powerful. And people have been loving it since. So we're having fun. Yeah, that is powerful that, you know, as soon as you put it out there, boom, it was just right up there at the top, which just goes to show how big the Chris Licurdo tribe is it is a fabulous group of people. I can tell you that. That my followers are. I, I was on a podcast just a little while ago, talking to somebody, and, and uh, I'm like, I, I know everybody's got great followers. I love my followers. They are phenomenal people. Not not because they're just fun people, but because they bring wisdom. They bring energy. So that is something that I love. Like yourself. I mean, you're you're one of those great people that you've got so much to give. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I love being part of it. Love being part of it. Yours is one of the few blogs where I make sure to subscribe by email because then I know that I'll see it regardless of what else I'm doing. Right. Yeah, so, definitely. That's important to me. And, uh, yeah. you, and you've been on this show before and you were there right at kind of the transition point of when you stepped out of doing the Entree Leadership stuff for Dave. And we talked kind of about that, but you also released an episode specifically about the how and the why. And that was really cool to kind of hear that background of what that journey was like from when you started, even before you started, really, which yeah. was which was crazy. Like I'd heard your story from, you know, back when Entree Leadership itself started and then moved into, you know, the transition. But you, you went from prior to that, like how you got started in business period, which was You're great. Right. So I'll put yeah, a link to that in the show that, notes. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. It was one of those things that I, I didn't want people to just hear why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I want to, people want to know the background. They want to know the story. How did you get to where you are? And the reason why is because it helps them in what they're doing. And so uh, putting that together was one of those things that is like, okay, what do I want to share? What do I want to give? And then we, we nailed it. I mean, one time just bam, it came out. It was like, wow, this is, this is really good. And people loved it. Uh, and, I, and I think it really helps them um, in what they're doing. You know, to, oh, I, I can do something I love. I can transition. I can, you know, I can have fun with, with life. So, yeah, I think it's been a good podcast. Yeah. And uh, what I like to do is make sure that people go check out that old op- uh, episode where you and I talked about – right. All about, you know, it, that's your intro episode. When I have somebody come back, I like to have them do a specific topic, and we'll get to that in about 30 seconds. But you talked all about productivity and leadership and even the, the uh, support that you received from Dave's group and Dave himself back when your daughter uh, had the medical issues and all that. And then, again, I'll put the link to that and your podcast episode uh, with your origin, superhero origin story, as I like to call it, <laughs> in the show notes for this episode. So people should definitely go check those out. But right now, we're going to talk about specifically something you've just come out with, which is all about personality styles. What is it that you've just done? Well, for almost two decades, I've been teaching people about personality styles and the importance and how much you win at life in whatever you're doing. If you understand how to communicate properly, the biggest issue 
that happens in business that I that I help businesses through and leaders through and team members is the lack of communication, the lack of high quality communication in life. When I'm working people with you know through their life plan, through their their life purpose, through their their marriage, whatever it is, the biggest issue is this bad communication where we're always struggling to be able to communicate on a level that just works well and we win. So I've been teaching that for so long. It's something that people fly me all around the country um, and and pay me to do uh, because they know the impact of what it does. So I I tell leaders and and owners, your team, if they don't understand how to communicate, they're doing half the productivity you're paying them for. And every time I go and implement this somewhere, the word that people use afterward is we never knew – that our communication was so chaotic until we discovered how to implement personality styles the correct way. It's all about understanding how you receive and give information and how others do it as well. So I've launched this week personality profiles. And when you go around the web, they are three times the amount of what I'm charging. And I hated that. That was something I, I, I just can't stand because it's, it, it doesn't need to be expensive. It needs to be something that somebody can pay for and make a change in their life. But I also took the lesson that people fly me all over to do and put that on video. So that is out there now as well, where you can watch that and get really in-depth on how to understand personality styles for yourself, to understand other people, how to win with it. And the great thing is it's it's pretty hilarious. So that's all out there now. I love it. And so some people are thinking, oh, yeah, personality styles. It's like, how do I fix other people so that they do what I want them to? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's crazy. How do you deal with somebody who says that? Like they come to you and they're like, all right, I want to take this. I want to learn about personality styles so I can fix my team. That, that is exactly what happens. I tell people you're dangerous when you have a little bit of information about a personality style. That's why I put the video out there as well. What you have to understand is understanding personality styles isn't about you and everybody leaning in your direction. Now, that's what we want people to do. But you have to do the same thing. So the most important thing is you have to start by understanding yourself. I had to learn years ago that my personality style likes things in sound bites. I want it short and sweet, baby, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I don't want something in triplicate. I don't want your scroll of information because that's not how I receive it. That's not my personality style. The thing that I discovered was is that I was giving out information the same exact way. That's what we do. We give information the same way that we receive information, and it wasn't working. I use this analogy. Whenever I'm teaching leaders or teams or whatever, I always say, how many of us have ever given somebody direction on something and they just give us that deer in the headlights look? And we're kind of like, what is wrong with this person? And we think, well, surely they're intelligent enough to get what I'm saying. The problem's not with them. The problem is with us. We are giving them information the way that we want to receive it and we're causing them to fail. So as I understood that, I really focused on me. Okay, I'm the problem. I'm the one who's not giving information correctly. So what am I going to do about that? How am I going to change that? That's when I started becoming an expert on personality styles. And I've been working with them for a long time up until that point. Then you've got to understand other people. If you are somebody who's a high detail and you need tons of information and you need time to process, then me giving you 30 seconds on something is is a waste of time. I frustrated you. You will be back talking to me 15 minutes later going, what are you talking about? Then I'm going to be frustrated. This is just a waste of time. So it's important for us to understand both aspects. When we do, we win, and we win on great levels. 
If you're a person who's a salesperson, one thing I tell people, how much would it change your conversation if you're on the phone trying to sell somebody and within two minutes you know their personality style? Or if you're somebody who's trying to get a job and you don't know, how do I, how do I communicate to this person? Well, if you understand them within the first couple of minutes, you know exactly how to sell yourself to that person. So that's why it's so important. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I love it that even if you were to maybe approach this from even a selfish motivation where it's like, you know, you're only interested in getting only what you want, it's still in your best interest to, to understand yourself and then seek to understand others so that you get out of them what you want. But again, if we flip that and we go from a non-selfish, uh, non-selfish perspective, like you always talk about when you want to make sure that you make your team successful and you make sure that you understand them so that, that you can deliver for them and that they understand you so that they understand what the expectations are upon them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People in leadership always think that their team is there for them. Well, I hired them. They're here for me. They're here to make me successful. That's not the way to lead. Leadership is if you – I always tell people, if you want to know if you're a leader, turn around. If nobody's following you, then by definition, you're not leading anyone. Leadership doesn't mean a title. You get to tell people what to do. Instead, if you will focus on making your team successful, then in turn, you become successful. It's by default. It happens because you've poured into them and made them great. You in turn become great. Yeah, definitely. So what are these major personality types? I know that you you do the DISC, right? I, I do DISC because there's tons out there. Uh, there's Myers-Briggs. There's all different types, and people are – if you're fanatical, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not fanatical about DISC. I use DISC because, for me, it is the best and easiest way to teach somebody about this stuff. Four major uh, personality styles, and then we, we are percentages usually of each one of these. So there's D, which is the dominant, I, which is the influencer, S, which is the stable, amiable type personality style, and C, which is the compliant, the high detail person. Now, you're not just one of these. You're a combination of all four. Now, some people might be zero and one, but that's very, very rare. So you're a combination of these four that makes up your personality style. There's two different types. There's a natural and an adapted. Natural is your home life. Your, you know, when you're by yourself, the adapted is the rest of the time. So I, my personality style, I'm a high I, high D. I've got some S in there as well. I'm very low on my C scale. 
So for me, I've always been very smart in surrounding myself with high C's because it's my weakness. I don't need to be a C. I don't need to change my life. I don't need to become one. I need people who are great at it. So if I can understand those different areas, I can understand my whole life. So that's kind of the beauty of it is then you can understand what, you know, for what position you might be hiring someone for if you know what you are and you know what's going to maybe be the best uh, personality style fit for a certain, you know, position, say it's a, you know, an analyst or something. That's going to probably be an S or a C, right? Yeah, definitely a C. If it's going to be an analyst, you're going to want somebody who is a high detail person who loves to look over. I always say the high C's live in, in two places, Google and Excel spreadsheets, uh, because they're all about information. They're all about uh, putting it in a place where it fits. Um, I'm not going to be an analyst. I can't be your personal assistant. I'm not, I'm not a good administrative person. Now, I can do the job because I can do anything. I can make anything happen. I'm just going to be bad at it. I mean, you're going to miss some appointments. We're going to have a fun time. It's going to be a blast, but you're going to miss some things. I can't do that role, and you wouldn't want me in that role. Instead, I'm the 30,000-foot view guy. I'm the coach. I'm the one making things happen, teaching people, helping people, guiding people. But I surround myself with people who do the, the detail stuff, the analytics, all of that. Those people love it. They love being there. They love living in that place. For people who are a high I or high D, it doesn't make any sense. The funny thing is, for somebody who's a high S or high C, High I's and D's don't make any sense. You know, why do you want to be front person? Why do you want to be, uh, you know, out in front of everybody? It just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, that's absolutely lining up where you want to be is where you start to work in your strengths. When you understand that, you can work in your strengths and do the things that you love. Have you ever encountered some of those out front people who aren't high D and I, like the stereotype would kind of go? Yeah, definitely. And there are people that I sit down and I say, listen, six months from now, you're going to self-implode. Something's going to go wrong. I I do uh, strategic planning here as well, where I take businesses through a three-day process and it just, it explodes their business by millions of dollars. I had an owner come through here and as we walked through, I said, listen, you are being this front man because you have to, because you're the entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs wear many hats, but you're at a place now where you don't have to. So if you continue to do it, you're going to burn out. You're going to self-implode because it's not you. You've done it because you had to. Now you've got to back off and bring in somebody you're at a place where you can hire somebody to come in and be that role, do that thing for you. But if you stay here, I can promise you, you're going to hate life. And he, he was already very, very frustrated anyway. But if he continued when he didn't have to, that's when things start to fall apart. Do you think that it kind of comes down to always being a, you know, a D and an I versus an S and a C cut type, uh, you know, where the, where the natural or the classic conflicts arise from these differences? Well, I, and I always, you know, we separate the D's and I's and S and C's. Because it's an easy separation. But there's ISs that don't have any D and C. There's DCs that have no I and S. It's a, you're, you usually have one that is your dominant in, and then another one that's usually a high one as well. So you usually have two that are high. Some people have three, but mainly it's two. So there are people that are high DSs, and that's a, <laughs> that's a big confrontation for them, or a high IC. 
Um, so it's always a combination, usually of two, possibly three. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and so you said you're what high D and I, and then you have some C, but really low on the S, right? Uh, I have I'm D and I, and have S, and then I'm very low on the C. Okay. My D, my detail is the one that I don't do well. Gotcha. The thing, the, the difference between me and everybody else on the floor, or most people, is that because I understand this stuff so well, I don't have to be that personality style. I get it. I see it. And I know how to lean in that direction and take care of that person. Um, but I have to catch myself at times because I, because I have the high D side of me as well. Um, like if I'm doing interviews like this and then I go and check email, I'm going to give one word answers. Well, that's terrible because it causes people to fail. So I'll give a one word answer. And then a couple minutes later I go back and I'm like, Hey, uh, I know I just answered with that one word. How are you? How's your day? By the way, here's the, uh, full answer so that you can be successful in this. And, you know, I have to catch that about myself. I will have that tendency to be a D, um, and I and I can't do that. I have to lean in the direction of the person I'm communicating with. How does it look for you when you switch into your adaptive? Uh, my natural and adaptive aren't too terribly far apart. The differences in my adaptive, my D came up uh, because I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, I have to make things happen. Uh, but they're not too, the I is not terribly far apart. The S is not terribly far apart. Um, the C, the funny thing is, in my adapted, I have forced myself to be more uh, detailed. So it actually comes up in my adapted. I force myself to get details about something. I force myself to make sure that I'm making appointments, that I'm doing things. Uh, because if I don't, then I cause people to fail. Where most people are just concerned about themselves. I, I'm concerned about others. You know, I feel like it's rude to be late to a meeting. I feel like if other people are involved, you have to think about them. It's not about you. When you learn that it's not about you, you win. When you take care of people, you win. So that is the difference between my natural and adapted. Now, if somebody is way off, I, I come across those people as well, where, you know, they're, they're natural and they're adapted are decently different, then that's a person who's in one of two situations, they're doing something that they hate doing because they have to, or they're doing something that they absolutely just hate doing and they shouldn't be doing it in the first place. So as an as an entrepreneur, I'm going to do things that I don't, I'm not gifted at. It's not my natural strength. I'm going to do it because I have to do it until I can drop somebody in the seat and then they get to do it. But if it's a team member who's doing it, or you, sometimes you'll find some pastors who aren't cut out for big churches that are in those roles, um, and they hate it. They absolutely hate it, but they keep doing it. I hired a guy that way one time. 13 years of experience. 13 years of experience. Uh, and he, I brought him in, and I glanced over his personality profile and great guy, all that fun stuff, dropped him in the seat, and we started failing. I mean, balls were getting dropped all over the place. I had to go back to his profile, look at it, and go, oh, my gosh, Licardo, you made a huge mistake. This guy hates what he's doing. It's, even though he's done it for 13 years, it doesn't matter. He did it because he had to. He did it because he got paid to. So I actually brought the guy in, sat him down, and I said, I looked at him, I said, you hate doing what you're doing, don't you? And just tears started flowing. 13 years worth of tears just, just started flowing. He's like, I do. And I'm like, man, I'm going to pay you to go do something that you love. I'm going to give you 
you know, I think I paid him like, I don't know, three months severance or something like that. I'm, I want you to go do what you love doing. And he absolutely does it. He, this is, this is going to sound funny. He's a magician now and he uses it as ministry, ministry. And he lo- he's the happiest he's ever been. He takes care of people. He gets paid for it. And he's doing something that he absolutely loves to do. Wow. That, that's what it's about. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for us to understand ourselves as well, not just for the, the interaction with others, but to know what you are best suited to do. Uh, I know a lot of people would probably ask this question. You know, you're working with you know leaders and their teams. How about those self-leaders, those entrepreneurs who are solo in their business? What's the benefit there for them? Well, you don't work with just you. You know, as a solopreneur, you don't just work with you. You are selling to customers. You are working with people. You're trying to get people to purchase your product. So sales is one of the biggest ways to win with personality styles. I mean, think about it. It, When you understand in your marriage, when you understand your spouse and you understand why they do the things that they do, nobody has a perfect marriage. Everybody struggles. It's because of the communication side. You're having to work with somebody and communicate with them that you haven't done before, that you haven't done it that way before. So you have those, when you get it nailed down and you understand your spouse a ton better because of how they communicate, you begin to win. Sales, put somebody on the phone. When you can understand the personality profile, the personality style of the person you're selling to within the first two minutes of the phone call, it absolutely changes the way that you sell. It changes the way that you give information. You now realize, oh, wait a second. This is a high C. I've got to give tons of detail. This is a high S. One phone call is not going to sell them. I'm going to have to come back and follow up uh, a few times because they want to make sure people are taken care of. This is a high I. I better start the conversation out with, how was your weekend? What did you do? This is a high D. I better be short and sweet. Bullet point, get it done. If they want to draw down, they will. When you understand that, you absolutely win. Yeah, that, that whole idea of understanding what the other person is so that you can best serve them. I mean, yeah, that's obvious when it comes to getting any kind of revenue to come in. So Right, right. Definitely. Yeah. I know for me, uh, as an introvert, and I don't know how tightly connected to my high S and C that is, for me, when I go adaptive, it's all... You know, I think of I think of Knight Rider. If you ever watched that back in the day, where Michael's like the kid, all right, give me a turbo boost, and my my D and my I kick into overdrive. You know, so then it's like, oh, I wouldn't have guessed you were an, an introvert. You're so outgoing when when I'm around you, and when the technology's in place to do that and everything. So it's like, yeah. it's crazy. How- it's because you know you have to. It's not your comfort zone. It's because you know you have to and you can make it happen. And you're not too terribly far off from that, that you can't do that. So if it was something that was completely foreign to you, then it would absolutely suck. But you're able to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. What about those people who they, they're the idea people? They've got this grand idea. They're at high D or high I. And they feel like, you know, man, those S's and C's, they just keep shooting down all my ideas. Oh my gosh. Now this is, this is a, this is a big focus because this happens all the time. Um, for, for that person, that situation, people think that, um, uh, okay, let me back it up even a little bit more. High C's especially, 
C issues all the time. High S's do because they really care about people, so they're looking at how this going to affect the person, how this going to affect the situation. High C's see it because of the detail, the logistics of it. When they see a problem, they usually present it in a way of saying, that's not going to work. That's, that's going to fail right there. And, and, and they don't realize what they're presenting is not in a fashion that is uh, socially beneficial. They're, in their minds, it's about the detail. Hey, that's going to stink. Well, you destroy an IRD with that because they're all about the excitement. Look at my shiny new thing. This is going to be fantastic. Um, so it's important to understand if you want to present something, if you want to shoot something down, it doesn't matter what personality style you are because the high D will do it with what, what seems like anger. That's going to suck. That's going to be terrible. If you want to present something that you feel like is not going to work to somebody, if you do it in a business setting, if you do it as a leader, as you do it as a team member, if you do it as a spouse, if you do it as a parent, if you do it as a child, no matter what way you do it, the way to present the thing is not going to work is to say, hey, listen, I love the idea. I love this is a great concept. I see this is I, I see where you came up with this. I see why you're you're excited about this. I see three problems that three potential issues, but I've come up with two solutions for each one of those problems. So figure it out, find a way. Or if you don't have a solution, say, I would love to try and figure this out. Can we discuss that a little bit further? So come with something other than just, Hey, your idea is terrible. You might as well just throw it in the trash. If you can do that, then people will love you. And so then over time, People kind of realize, oh, so his role isn't to shoot my idea down. His role is to make sure my idea works by thinking about the things I wouldn't have thought about that would have derailed it later on. Right. And again, it's all about the communication style of it. When you shoot it down, you're communicating to the person, you suck. You're terrible. And that's not what you meant. You didn't mean it that way. What you meant was, hey, there's some things that I think if we fix it, this thing could actually work. So you've got to understand it's just about the style. It's about the communication. And I think that would probably be something that would go once you've gone in and talked to a a team about this. As they practice that, they realize, oh, okay, not only do we now understand each other and have a better ability to communicate with each other, we also realize we are all on the same team and we all want to succeed, which in the past maybe with miscommunication, that was up for grabs. Yeah, the tough thing about teams, the reason why people suffer so much, the reason why people struggle so much is because we don't get these people. We didn't grow up with them. They're not our brothers or sisters. We're working with them, and they may not do things the way that we think they should, or they do things that we don't understand, or they respond or react in, in crazy ways. So what we need to understand is if we can get that, if we, if, if we can understand us first, and then we can understand them we begin to win together as a team. Now we get it. Now we understand why. Now we understand how to do things together. The reason why that's important, if you're a team member, it cuts out a ton of frustration in your life. It takes out a bunch of junk that you're having to deal with because it's not something that you want to. It's not something that you don't like. There's conflict. There's struggle. There's all this junk. If you're a team leader, the thing to understand is you are getting half the productivity out of your team because they don't know how to communicate together. Uh, so that's the, that's the thing that they've got to understand. Awesome. 
we barely scratched the surface here. There's so much more. I would love for people to go and grab your new resources all about this, which you've made really easily available, the workbook and the video. Where do people go to get that? If you go to chrislacurdo.com in the store, in the shop, I've got the personality profiles there available ready. Uh, you can get those if you're buying it as a team, which, by the way, as a, as a company, every one of your team members needs to go through this. So I've got those there. As you, If you get them in bulk, there's discounts as well. Then I've also got the video that people have been flying me all over the country to, to teach on. That is now there. So you don't have to come to an event. You don't have to be a part of a specific company. That is there to go very far in depth of showing you how to win in every aspect of your life with this stuff. When you follow that, it absolutely explodes the way you understand personality styles. Awesome. And then where do people go to follow your blog? ChrisLaCurdo.com. Everything is right there or at Twitter. Is that Chris LaCurdo? Chris, thank you so much for coming back and talking with us about this. It's been awesome. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Now, wasn't that awesome? I am just glad to have been able to bring that to you, to be able to talk to Chris LaCurdo again. Thanks again to Chris for coming on the show. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to enter to win a free disc personality test from Chris, please go to the show notes at beyondthetodolist.com slash 51. Leave a comment on what your biggest takeaway from this episode was, and then find the embedded tweet there in the show notes and just retweet it. Also, I just want to say thank you to everyone who voted for Beyond the To-Do List in the podcast awards. It means so much to me that you care that much about the content that I'm delivering and how it is changing your life and helping you become more productive that you voted that much. I'll find out the results at New Media Expo in January and where I'm speaking on a panel. If you're going to be there, drop me a line. Let me know. I'd love to know that you're going to be there and we can meet up. Anyway, thanks again so much and we'll see you next time. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.